I was going to say something and now I can't remember. Yeah, I thought you were going to too. That's why I waited. I, <laughs> no. <laughs> Your comment about the, the, the grubbings made me completely forget the thought. Is it going to come back to me? You're tuned into the GoCast podcast. Your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. This year's Halloween event is one you won't want to miss. Jif. A new change will help the egg hatchers in your life get cracking. Hail to the king, but only after you've caught 30 of his friends. Pump up the volume for some spooky Lavender Town vibes. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 165. It's October 14th, yet another Thursday evening. And I get to say that in the regular Tuesday format because we are doing two Thursdays in a row. We are recording live on Twitch again to a lovely (laughs) studio audience, like we said last week as well. So hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to also tune in to potential live shows in the future, you can follow us on Twitch at uh, just just look for GoCast podcast. You'll find us. All right. But before we get started here with the show proper, shout out to, to two brand new patrons, Mimi and Jay. Thank you so much for your patronage. We are so lucky to have you. We appreciate your support. You're the best. All right, Mr. Kyle. Um, oh, I didn't even introduce us. I'm your host, Chris. And as always, I'm joined by Kyle, <laughs> my co-host. Hi. Uh, hey, Kyle. How you I, doing? I think you did that like three weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, and I just didn't go back. And we didn't go back. And it's just, oh, just no. there was no greeting or anything. <laughs> I think I just started. I don't remember what Sometimes. it was. But I'm like, I'm not interrupting. It's okay. We'll just, we'll just keep going. That's fair enough. I would have yelled at people I record for work for not doing that. But, uh, you know, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. Well, you know, at work, you're a warmonger. Here, you're just like, let's get it done yes let's, let's get it going come on we got we got video games to play after this let's let's get it going yeah uh all right so mr kyle now that everybody knows that you and i are both here uh we did set some goals last week uh, yeah, and we i'm did. kind of i'm kind of excited to go through them uh because we also had community day dust skull community day kyle and i uh we, we we took the plunge we took the leap of faith and we hung out in person and <laughs> went to not one but two parks with a break for for coke <laughs> uh the, the beverage in between uh, uh, and, uh you know, maybe yeah no 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 it was it was coca-cola i needed that caffeine that's for sure um and it was it was lovely but we'll get to dust call community today in just a second here uh so kyle first and foremost you said you wanted to get six hundred thousand stardust because it was a stardust based bonus for this community day yes i didn't i didn't get 600 you didn't get 600 i got 500 so oh man you were it, mega close bro it was, it was pretty it was pretty good but not quite enough okay understood uh 35 shinies i did 35 exactly nice at the there buzzer we... on the way home <sighs> you, you son of a gun uh did you get your zarud this week i did i also did that okay what were your ivs uh 15 12 15 15 the first 15 is the one i cared about the most good for you 15 11 15 okay oh that's not bad it's not terrible terrible. it might be my best mythical that you can only have one of 
<laughs> well, so. we don't know that yet. We we may yet get more in the future. We know we'll at least get a shiny one sometime down the road, right? I mean, yeah. So, uh, did you hit level forty four? No, my man. I need six hundred and forty thousand experience. That's that's quite so, a bit a ways off, man. That's I mean that's not that bad, but yeah, I got like. That was like 600,000 experience this week. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. We so, will definitely knock a little bit off of that this weekend. Yeah. Not I don't, much. I don't actually remember <laughs> at all what kind of bonus or stuff we're going to be I looking at here. I don't think there is a bonus. I think it's just the research and the spawns, right? I don't, I don't remember. I think incense gets boosted. I don't know. We'll have to look at it. We were talking about how, um, no information there is the, the, the details for the safari zones are so difficult to find we'll get to that i'm sorry i'm getting i'm getting so distracted tonight um all right so two out of four for you kyle nice work i say that sarcastically uh for myself i wanted to catch 40 shinies that did not happen kyle beat me by two shinies this time i got 33 uh so that didn't happen uh 500 experience i blew that one out of the water Eight hundred thousand stardust did I do that? <laughs> what a wild goal. I am sitting at 9,200,000. No, I think I got roughly 500, 600 like you did. So that's going to be a no for me. 50 eggs. I got like 64 or 67. So absolutely. And an other shiny non-community day. And let me tell you, shiny shadow pincer, baby. No. Yeah, God. that's right. Uh, so I have done a couple of meowth balloons since we last talked, as well as like five liters. Okay. I still have not gotten the shiny shadow. You gotta keep doing them. You gotta keep doing them. <clears throat> How many balloons it. have you seen? Meowth balloons have you seen? Four five? Five? Five, maybe? I've absolutely seen more than ten this time. Jeez. Like, I don't know if I'm just getting lucky or if I'm opening up my app at the right I, time or something, but I, I see a lot of them. Dude. My, my girlfriend has seen as many as I have, and she opens up the app, you know, once or twice a day. Sure, sure. Well, I don't know what that says about the way you play, but. Uh. <laughs> but OK, great. So before we hop into the news, then do we just want to discuss Duskull Community really quick? Sure. All right. So what what was your take? Did you enjoy it? Did you not enjoy it? I mean, you're going to have to distill the fact out that we actually got to hang out for once, which was really fun. But other than that, I mean, were the spawns good, the research tasks, the bonus, the shiny, all that stuff. Yeah, you know, not not a whole lot to actually say negatively about it, really. It's just it was a positive experience. I still really like the Duskull shiny, so it was nice to actually finally get my own. Sure, absolutely. Duskull as a Pokemon in Go is not a very exciting thing, though. So that made the drive to play a little bit less. But it just meant playing casually instead of going hard for all of the catches possible. Yeah, I, I think what was really great for us, though, too, is that the the catch rate on a Pokemon like Duskull is like so much more manageable than when we do starters especially when they forget to adjust <laughs> the catch rate for starters that like you and I were talking about how, when we saw a shiny, we would normally grub them. And these ones, we just were like ultra ball, quick catch, never had a problem, you know? Mm -hmm. So 
Oh, you know what I will tell you I was really frustrated about, and this is a personal tragedy, is that Kyle and I, like I said before, we're not just one but two different parks. One was small for sure, but had a lot of gyms. The other one was rather large and also had a good number of gyms. And I was waiting on bated breath, and I told Kyle before we even started, when we see a rufflet, I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm absolutely doing it. And I would check my phone and Kyle was trying to help me out, and he would check for tier one raids throughout the entire time. And I swear we were out for up until i think we skipped the last hour to drive home and relax Mm -hmm. the entire time we saw maybe eight one star rates none of them were rufflet it was explorer pikachu (sighs) and it was what was the other one that i was fungus oh don't get me started on fungus dude oh my gosh not a fan (laughs) it was so funny so the first one was like, oh, it's hatching in like 40 minutes. We'll, we'll pay attention to it. Shows up and like, it's a fungus. And we're like, all right, well, we're just moving on. Second one hatches like, oh, it's an Explorer hat Pikachu. And we're both just like, why is that in rates? And then the third one hatched into a fungus. And we're like, all right, we just, we give up. Apparently it's just never going to happen. It, it, it was disgusting to the point where it was funny. Yeah, Kyle was laughing at my misfortune the entire time. Like, ah, dude, it's gonna be another explore happy Pikachu, and lo and behold, there we were. Yeah, that's okay. I don't care how cute the Wilmer water bottle is if it's if it's spawning in the wild. I'm not rating that. I'm not spinning the pass. This it raises a good note that I just wanted to bring up. Is this the first time that we've had a hat Pikachu spawn with a unhatted variety at the same time? Uh, yes, I believe that's the case. That happened. Like last week before we were playing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Hang on. Yeah, both both varieties responding. Mm-hmm. I was so confused. And I'm like, I don't know if I I don't know if this is a positive change or not. <laughs> I, I don't know if somebody forgot to turn off regular Pikachu in the interim. No, or... uh s- somebody asked Niantic. Niantic did confirm that regular Pikachu is supposed to be spawning at a okay. lower rate. All right supposed to be yeah uh, by design well, or by happenstance it's not a bug it's a feature look, style they, they owned it and that's all that matters okay i i won't disagree with that because that has been my position for most niantic related things uh for this entire show but if <laughs> so. record goes to show doing hatted and unhatted at the same time is more work for them than just having all hatted so i don't think that's just a mistake of a flip of a switch like when they put yeah flower crown eevee in research boxes ugh, i can't even speak about that time it wasn't for face. you and it was for other and people as a result they turned off all eevee spawns for an entire month yeah 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 all right well anyway let's not get too far into the weeds here because <laughs> neither of us are programmers and definitely have no idea how this and we also have a whole lot of news to cover <laughs> that's absolutely right so without further ado let's hop into the news yo what's going on it's the news hello we've got a lot to talk about yes we do we sure sure do now don't get scared but we're going to be talking about pokemon go halloween 2021 Woo! Boo. Yes. Wait, boo as in in the in the spirit of Halloween or as in like, a, I don't like no, this in, in the spirit of Halloween. Oh, I was about to say, who are you? What have you done with Kyle? 
<laughs> anyway, trainers spooky shenanigans return during the Pokemon Go Halloween mischief event. This time there will be double the trouble and fun with a two part event. All right. You know what that means? That means that this post is complicated. That's what that means. <laughs> so there's three parts to the event. They said it's two parts, but there's really kind of three segments of information we're going to be talking about here. The full event, part one, and then part two. So we'll start with the whole full event thing first. Uh, the event overall will be running from October 15th at 10 a.m. to October 31st at 8 p.m right before uh, I guess we're done trick-or-treating on that last day, uh, and that is local time. So first and foremost, the, the new steps for the Season of Mischief story, the one that's kind of season long, we're going to be getting two, one in each part, and I'll remind you when we go into the parts there, uh, next steps in them, which is great. Halloween Cup is going to run throughout, and just a refresher, if you didn't read or you didn't hear us talk about it last time or Fish and DeFi, Halloween Cup uh, Pokemon must be at or below 1500 CP to enter, so great league style and only poison bug ghost dark and fairy type pokemon are permitted to be used so uh there's that i guess look out for some guides by and don't don't ask us how we should do this because we have no idea what to do <laughs> um, a new special research story which is separate i believe uh, is what this is implying i think there's no other way to do this from the overall season research called what lies beneath the mask uh, so I'm jazzed about that. Timed research will also be available with a focus on participating in the Halloween Cup in GBL. So even if you're not a GBLer, it might be it might be nice to build out at least one team uh, so you can kind of have some uh, have some joy in your matches in Halloween Cup. Let's just say there's going to be event wide bonuses and they're all candy themed because it's Halloween. you guessed it. Halloween. Yes, that's right. Two times transfer candy, two times catch candy, two times hatch candy. Yeah, baby. And guaranteed candy XL when walking with your buddy. We'll That's awesome. We'll circle back to that one. Okay, then I will leave it. Uh, also, in the game, uh, the music will be changed to a Lavender Town music track. They actually posted a video of the track. It's another like remix. I think it's different than last year. And it sounds great. Costumed Pokemon will be available to encounter throughout this event. Halloween Mischief, Pikachu, Piplup, and Drifblim. Not Drifloon. Drift Blim, and each of these can be shiny. If you had to describe the Halloween Mischief costume to our audio-only listeners, Kyle, how would you describe them? And don't say the word disappointing. I will be upset. <laughs> oh, can I use another word instead? Sure, go for it. I did set the rules rather specifically. <laughs> Forgettable. Oh my god, man, come on. I had to scroll up to our earlier Discord to remember exactly what they looked like. Okay, so that's being a little bit mean, but you have to compare them to the ones we've gotten in the past, and the ones we've gotten in the past have been better. Sure, but Driftblim, dude, and Piplup is cute. It, it is, but like, I don't need more costume stuff taking up my inventory that I can't use. Understood. What am I going to do with a Piplup that has a hat on it? Uh, keep it forever hope if it's shiny i guess throw it in home God. i don't know do they no, maintain they, their costumes no they definitely home? have to lose their costumes if you go to oh man fair enough i kind of knew what you were gonna say <laughs> new avatar items stickers and bundles will also be available 
Pikachu pumpkin head, Pumpkaboo top and pants. Those are separate items. Hoopa headband and a sorry, Hoopa headband and a Halloween face sticker, which is real cute. And Halloween themed stickers from spinning stops, opening gifts and from the in-game shop if you'd like to purchase them uh, and have Kyle chastise you as he chastised me. Yes. Doing so. Uh, (laughs) The Pikachu pumpkin head is hilarious. It's great. I love it. The Hoopa headband is also pretty good looking, too. I'm Mm -hmm. a a fan. Um, Yeah. Speaking of the bundles, the spooky bundles in the shop throughout this event are going to be three. Uh, The creepy crate for 480. It'll contain 50 Pokeballs, one remote raid pass, two super incubators and four incense. Rather standard fare for the 480 box, even for a holiday. The Boo Bundle at 1480 will be 16 premium raid passes, eight super incubators, four incense and four star pieces. That's good value for those of you that are working on a budget and would like to get as many raid passes as possible. Like that email we had last week as well. This would be great for you. The pumpkin pack, which I will be buying maybe multiples of 18 super incubators, two incubators, four incense and four star pieces. This is uh, an egg hatching dream. 100%. 100%. And once we get to what is in 7K eggs, you might also be interested. <laughs> you might be. You really might be. So that kind of wraps it up for all the overall things. But the event is then subsected into an additional two parts. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. And there's some things that are happening in addition to the stuff we just went through. So part one it starts on October 15th and it runs through the 22nd. I believe it ends at 8 p.m. local time or 10 p.m. local time. Season of Mischief Special Research Creepy Companions unlocks. That's the first step in the season-long one. Galarian Slowpoke will now be able to evolve into Galarian Slow King. In order to do this, you need to set Galarian Slowpoke as your buddy and catch 30 Psychic-type Pokemon to evolve into Galarian Slow King. A rather doable buddy uh, activity, if you have him set. Take advantage of Psychic-types maybe being around more than normal. Speaking of, what spawns can we expect? Well, the wild encounters for part one are going to be the costumed Pikachu and the Piplup. But in addition, Zubat, Drowsy, Ghastly, Spinarak, which is the new shiny, by the way. And yes, I'm very hyped. <laughs> also, Kyle, you were saying Spinarak shiny looks really good. It is. It's like it's like a blue purple, right? Just yeah. Off the top of my head. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, Mischievous will be will be in the wild as well. So we'll shup it. Shupay. Stunky, which is not shiny. Just a, as a reminder. Woobat, Gothita, which is also not shiny. And regular Yamask, baby. Uh, but not Galarian Yamask in the wild. That's interesting. You'll know why once we get to the second part. In raids in tier one, you can expect to find, maybe, Galarian Slowpoke, Murkrow, Scraggy, Yamask, and Esper. Of which... Uh, I'm just not excited about Esper. Tier three. <laughs> I'll do every single Yamask that's near me. Yes. I need that shiny so badly. Absolutely. Well, wait till part two. You might be much more interested. Uh, we'll see. Okay. Well, tier three is a Lolan Raichu, Sableye, Binette, and the costumed Drift Blim. So that, that's a one and done for you right there. If you just are collecting the costumes, unless you want to shiny hunt for it, which you can. And tier five will be Altered Form Giratina, also known as Giratina. Ah. Mega Raids will be featuring Mega Gengar because, of course, they will be. Uh, Eggs. There's not a really big egg shakeup. It's just 7Ks. 7Ks for this first part will contain Spinarak, Mischievous, Shuppet, Chingling, Litwick, Galarian, Yamask, and Golette. 
Galarian Yamask and Golette are a little bit rarer than the rest, is what they implied from their post. So uh, I will be hatching up a storm because I want to get good Galarian Yamasks. We were only given one in the past, and so this is kind of exciting. Additionally, field research task encounters will feature the costumed Pikachu and Piplup, Zubat, Drowsy, Spinarak, Wubat, Gathita, the Driftblim as well, and Galarian Yamask. So that'll be fun. Now, to kind of just break up the monotony of me reading some of this stuff off, Kyle, part one, how is that shaping up for you and your expectations? Because Halloween is kind of like your court, man. So <laughs> I want to know, is this good enough for you or not? Uh, well, let, let's start with the only thing that might be considered a negative and might be surprising for me to say is a negative. Guaranteed candy XL when walking with your buddy. And I know you're saying, wait, what? How's that a negative? Hear me out. It's already like a 70% chance for an XL candy if you use a level 35 plus buddy. That's that's pretty good. But the problem is this only benefits somebody who's walking a lot. And let's face it, you don't want to talk about it too much, but the people this benefits the most are the cheaters. And like you don't you don't want that to be a mainstay of your event. I think Another way of doing it that might have been a little bit more compelling would have been half buddy walking distance for the whole event. Same sort of benefit, but like the more casual or even medium core players could have benefited better from it. Yeah, and it would have gone with the candy theme, too, because they're like finding more candy on the ground than normal, right? Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, you get two candy every time it finds a candy. Same, you know, same theme, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm not super thrilled about that one, but I know that, that I might be in the minority there. No, I think you raise a good point. And for those of us that, that are active in that conversation, or at least following it about people using cheating, well, methods of cheating in order to get distance inorganically, I suppose is a nice way to put it. Uh, this does strictly benefit, well, not strictly, but it benefits them greatly. So I I didn't even consider that. That's a good point, man. That kind of stinks. Well, are you ready for part two? Uh, well, I, I want to comment real quick. I think the spawns are pretty great. Oh, that's right. Uh, they're they're just good. Although I have most of the shinies that aren't hats, I still need the shiny mask, and that's pretty much going to be my goal. And the seven Ks are okay. I I wish that like Shuppet and Mischievous weren't in them, but they obviously they can't put like Duskull in them. They just did that. So what other ghosts are kind of left? I. <laughs> You yeah. Know, what what other ghosts could they put in there? They should have put regular Yamask in as the common one. And then the Galarian Yamask is the rare one. Uh yeah, I'm not gonna disagree with that, but maybe they were like, we have to cut a few from the regular spawn pool, and they were like, Well, regular Yamask would add like it's it adds more variety if you don't include both types. Yeah, but it desirability but i Mm -hmm. I get it all right well all of that said you know i already mentioned the 7k so i'm not going to mention it again that's pretty much what i'm going to be doing as well as the special research stuff but we also have part two for the remainder of the event window part two runs from october 22nd to the 31st uh and we're going to be having the season of mischief special research the ghoulish pals the second step in this event will unlock for that one And we're going to have Pokemon debuts for the first time in Pokemon Go. 
four Pokemon, two evolutionary lines. The first is Phantom and Trevenant, uh, Pumpkaboo and Gorgeist. Very excited for these. A new size mechanic is being introduced with the release of Pumpkaboo and Gorgeist as they will reflect their sizes in game in four different categories, small, average, large, and super size. There will also be a collection challenge during this part, which I'm very excited about. Uh, Wild Encounters will be the costume to Pikachu and Piplup. We're not surprised there. Ghastly, Murkrow, Mischievous, Shuppet, Purloin, not shiny, by the way. And I always forget that because I get all the cats confused. Phantump, not shiny, but it's a new release. Small and average size Pumpkaboo, not shiny. Haunter will also be in the wild. Regular Yamask, Litwick, sadly not shiny. <sighs> and large and supersized Pumpkaboo. Haunter, Yamask, Litwick, and the large and supersized Pumpkaboo will be a little bit rarer than the rest. In raids, tier one is going to be Murkrow Yamask, Galarian Yamask, Phantom, and average size Pumpkaboo. Tier three will be Alola Marowak, Bennett, Halloween Mischief, Driftlim, so the costumed one, and Lampent. Lampent is a cool one. Tier five is going to be Darkrai. Don't forget that the shiny, you can get the shiny. And in Mega Raids, we're getting the new one. It's going to be Absol. Woo! Yay. Are you excited yet, Kyle? Or are you still kind of eh? I'm, I'm, I'm eh on Absol. It's eh. Still eh, huh? I'm just still eh. eh. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be a special raid weekend it's going to run from october 30th at 10 a.m through october 31st at 8 p.m local time and those spawns will be more frequently mega absol and dark rye uh so that's that's cool <laughs> that's cool if you're hunting those in seven kilometer eggs we're getting another little another little toss up here uh spinnerack mischievous shuppet litwick phantom and galarian yamask and golette Again, Galeria Damask and Golette will be a little bit rarer than the others. And lastly, the field research task encounters will feature costumed Pikachu, Ghastly, Spinarak, Shuppet, Duskull, costumed Piplup, Yamask, and Galarian Yamask. So there you go. Uh, now, Kyle, I know part two is kind of just sort of like an iteration, but with new Pokemon as composed of, uh, sorry, as compared to part one. So how are you feeling about part two in comparison? I mean... It's cool that Galarian Yamask is in raids in part two. But other than that, I, I really like the new Pokemon. Like, yes, I'm, I'm big fans of Pumpkaboo. Gorgeist a little bit less so, but and Phantom and Trevenant are just are great. They're just great. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised they didn't split up the debuts between the parts Phantom or Pumpkaboo in the first and then the other in part two. Yeah, you know, I'm, but like in the comparison, you have new shiny for the first event first part new pokemon for the second part yeah so it's it's pretty comparable i think yeah i think for part two i'd, I'd probably have to agree with you the de the debuts are pretty much the most exciting part besides a collection challenge i'm surprised we didn't have a collection challenge in part one as well i suppose there's a fair amount of overlap but that yeah. would just be kind of redundant uh so i get it uh, but maybe a collection challenge for the entire two parts would have been cool yeah i i you know but I, I think the collection challenge is probably put in to kind of emphasize the new Pokemon because they're probably going to be part of the challenge. So it's to encourage sure. people to go get them. Yeah. Because if it's anything like your mask, we're not going to see them again until next year. Unfortunately. Eh, probably. Probably. That's right. Although I'm hoping that these regular ghosts are not treated like that. I, I mean, Pumpkaboo Pum is pretty Halloween themed. Phantom is not, though. I mean, Phantom, it's, it's 
it's pretty close. It's, it's pretty close. It's Halloween themed insofar as it's a ghost. Like a haunted tree stump is not strictly Halloween, right? No, but it's it's very heavy Halloween, I think. Uh, all right. That's a, a matter of opinion. I understand. But anyway, uh, ho- that's a Halloween event front to back. Oh, my gosh. I took forever to go through. Uh, it's a lot and it's exciting. There's a lot of cool stuff to look forward to for just about everybody. Um, all right. And then the, the last piece of news here is a little bit shorter, but it's got some interesting things in it. Uh, it came from an article well, a blog post from Niantic titled coming soon testing improvements. And they wrote trainers in the coming events will be testing minor gameplay adjustments in certain parts of the world. We continually strive to improve the Pokemon go experience as such. We want to ensure the changes we make are beneficial to and make a strong positive impact on the greater community, as well as each individual trainer's experience before we launch them globally. We appreciate the community's support, particularly within these regions, as we test variations of these features to understand what works best. Here's a sneak peek at some of the features we'll be testing over the next few months. And there's five here. The first one is nickname suggestions for new trainers. An expanded set of trainer tips. I think hopefully more than look where you're walking. Uh, New Pokestop (laughs) functionalities. We'll come back to that. Egg hatch updates, including the option to skip the hatch animation. They must have listened to our show. (laughs) No, uh, man, I'm just excited about that. Okay, okay. Let me say the last thing first, actually. A special research story that introduces new trainers to the world of Pokemon Go. I thought we had that already. I don't know what that's going to be, but as long as I get to do it and it has some rewards in it, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) my gosh. Uh, um but the egg hatch animation skipping egg hatch animations came before the ready up button in a raid lobby i mean niantic did tell us under no uncertain terms was a ready up button ever going to be added so yeah i I don't think they ever took such a hard stance on egg hatching no no not at all i don't think it was also lobbied for quite as hard as everything else was yeah so Uh, could be that said the one worth mentioning, and I've also gotten a little bit more information since we started the show, the new Pokestop functionality. This was just kind of rolled out. Like, it's just out there right now. Not just, like, in New Zealand, either. Apparently, there are confirmed locations in the U.S. that have this already. Okay. And as far as I can tell... You perform an AR scan at the stop, and you get an amount of points towards the stop. After you reach a certain point threshold, the stop levels up, and the different levels, there's one, two, and three, give better rewards, sort of, but the primary one is you get more items for spinning them. And I I think there's also a new buddy interaction that's going to be added in relation to it that people are seeing. So that's pretty cool. And at the highest level, it looks like it might generate new spawns at the stop. Okay, interesting. So it'll benefit everybody, not just a particular player. Yes. But from what it looks like, these are not like easy to do. And they they are temporary. Okay. I mean, good. Good. So like level one lasts for two days. But levels two and three looks like they only last for 12 hours in the current iteration. Mm -hmm. 
Now, I'm not sure if that means they just level down after 12 hours. Or I'd imagine they zero. would reset probably would make the most sense to me. That'd be pretty disappointing to do all of the work to get the three and like lose everything all at once. But I guess it depends on what the work is. Well, it it's at 250 points, 10 points per scan. So 25 scans on that stop. Okay. 25 people do it all at once. It levels up immediately. Not that big a deal. But if you got like five people, you're looking at, you know, 10 plus minutes of work basically to do that. I think this will be really great when people are trying to prepare areas for their communities to play in ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So they can be like, hey, community is coming up, guys. Friendly reminder. Make sure you go and you do some AR scans in blank park because that's yeah. where we're all playing. I'm playing this week. They, they finally did it. They made people want to scan stops i mean good for them because they were trying to do it before but there was such a disconnect in in communication people were mad about it they're like why am i doing their work yeah. i'm not on their payroll blah 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 all that sort of stuff so good for them for making it worthwhile is it do you really feel like it's worthwhile would you do i mean this? no the like the numbers and stuff actually have to come out to see whether it's worthwhile sure but if the bonus spawns are like anything similar to allure it could it, i would say it's worthwhile okay but but again we need more info this has only been live for maybe 18 hours and it's not live everywhere yeah that makes sense but i'm that makes sense the one thing i got to say is where's the communication what happened How, you you can't just drop this it's a full game feature yeah yeah it's a game it feature is. that needs explaining we yeah, would we need not like a have, video. We would not have these explanation without data miners and then people spending hours to figure it out. And that's not good. <laughs> not good. I this is when a dev diary would have been very helpful. I'm just I'm just saying this upcoming testing, they could have made this announcement and then said, "Hey, the new Pokestop functionalities, it's already live. Go check it out." Oh man. And that's it. That's all you got to say. Remember when they would do that for for games at like E3, like they they would get up there and be like, and this is a trailer for a brand new game and it's available for you to download right now or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, That'd be cool if they did it with features like this. Yeah, just man. Like I I saw people talking about it and I was so incredibly confused. I, I thought they were only talking about data mines, not something that was actually out. Well, here we go. Do you know where it is? Um, I've seen confirmation that it's in New Zealand, and I've also seen confirmation that it's in places in California. But the rest, this has been found while we were reading the news and stuff, so (laughs) I I don't have any more. I wonder if the place, the specific places in California are rather close to the Niantic headquarters. (laughs) It's it's not in L.A. proper is all that I've seen people confirm. So it may be it may be by San Francisco, which might be. Are they in San Francisco versus L.A.? I'm not sure. No, they're. Oh, yeah, they are in San Francisco. I'm sorry. So, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it may be. It may be around the Bay Area there. That looks like it's yeah. confirmed. Cool. Well, anyway, I'm excited to kind of get my hands on uh, with it. It'll be interesting to see how it works, but I guess we'll have to wait until it rolls out locally for us. So we'll talk about this more in the future as we learn more, because uh, apparently we're all learning together. That's <laughs> what Kyle is saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's the end of the news section. That means we're going to roll right into Gear Up, Mr. Kyle. This week on Gear Up, we're going to be talking about sizes, both large and small. 
specifically in relation to Pump Kaboo and Gorgeist. But maybe this is applicable to something else. I don't actually think it is. Don't worry about that. But in case you don't know, in the main series game, Pump Kaboo and Gorgeist have a size mechanic that changes their base stats. A large Pump Kaboo has different has a different stat line than a small Pump Kaboo. And I think it gets more attack, but slightly less defense. And S- slightly is is putting it kindly. It's it's a, a pittance loss of defense. Yeah, but it's like it's a very large attack increase. And stamina too. And yeah, and HP as well. So I don't know what kind of impact that plays on the main series games because it seems like in the main series games you just want the best you can get every time but i'm sure i'm wrong about that that's okay so they've done that in go and it's a miracle everyone everyone prays we thought they were just going to skip it so this is pretty neat although it's going to be a nightmare to organize your inventory now it'll be probably similar to managing your unknown and spend a variance also a nightmare my unknown are just a <laughs> giant conglomeration in my inventory somewhere none of them are labeled all of them just like i have to look at it and i'm like what letter is this to to uh the credit of that story there was a point in time during duskull community day kyle and i are like hey let's sit down and maybe trade some pokemon and i was like i think i've got some unknown that you don't have and he was like i'm looking for q i'm like this is q and it was a p and it took me about 10 minutes to figure it out he was he was checking the date when it was caught because we're like when did you get that yeah. it, was, it was go fest from last go from, fest. from last year yeah <laughs> and oh i'm like gosh. wait hang on <laughs> this time doesn't match up i was probably standing next to you when you caught that yes absolutely catching your own at the same time <laughs> more than likely yeah but anyways all of that aside we have four sizes of pumpkaboo and gorgeist first up is small i'm going to go through the stats for all of them Small has an attack of 71, defense of 219, and a stamina of 146. Average has an attack of 175, a defense of 213, and a stamina of 163. Large has an attack of 179, defense of 206, and stamina 181. And super has an attack of 182, defense of 200, and stamina 198. It's an interesting spread of stats there. It's kind of crazy how little attack the small has that just immediately bumps up at average. You'd think in PvP that that small would be a real big deal, but it doesn't have the greatest bulk to kind of back it up. It's not like a Bastiodon in that department. But we'll get there in a second. It's movesets. For fast move, it has Hex and Razor Leaf. Not, not the greatest two moves it could personally have. And for charge moves, it has Seed Bomb, Shadow Ball, Foul Play, and Fire Blast. Fire Blast. Why does it have Fire Blast? Ooh, no. uh, because it's a, it's a jack-o'-lantern. It, that's yeah, why. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thank you for putting things into words before I could even complete the thought. <laughs> First up, though, how is it in PvE? Why are you asking that question? Who asked that question? Don't use this well, in PvE. Okay, I mean, the, the no. super size, though, is pretty close to pseudo stats. No. No, it's not. It's almost 200 across the board. It's not good. 
But it looks like it could be. Look, look, g- give me one second and I will pull up the stats to show you how bad it is. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. All right. I, apparently, I apparently closed the tab. I, I had it open at one point. Super size with Hex Shadow Ball has a DPS of 12.4 and like a total stat product of 758. Okay. 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 Now, hang on. Gengar with Lick and Shadow Ball has a DPS of 18.1 and a total damage output of 2,080. So three times as much Yeah, for Gengar. But I'm sure the TDO is higher than Gengar's. Not by a whole lot. Gengar, because okay. Gengar's TDO is 350 and Gorgeist is like 420, something like that. <laughs> nice. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> 395 it's not even that big of a difference either all right it's okay not, it's I, not good it's, i will defer because you're actually referencing things and i'm just thinking out loud honestly maybe if it had like shadow claw or lick mm-hmm. it, it might it might boost it to some point where it would be at least kind of relatable but it's so squishy and its dps is not good so we're just gonna move on past that we're going to talk about PvP for a second. It's a new ghost type. I like I like new ghost types. I still haven't gotten to use a Cofagrigus. I really need to do that. So I'm hoping I can get one worth using from this event. But anyway. Doubt it. You know what? <laughs> they don't need to be perfect for me to use them. It just needs to be something. Okay. All and right. basically my only Cofagrigus right now is level 40. So that's... Yeah, can't do that. All I'm going to say is how progressive of you. Nicely done. <laughs> I'm not picky. I'm not picky. I'll take good well, PvP stats. In, in this particular, in this particular avenue instance. of life. In yes. other avenues, I am very picky. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the long story short is maybe for Gorgeist in PvP. <laughs> it's, it's a maybe. And I, there's, there's one last like stinger at the end of this that'll make sense on that for okay. you. All right. First things first, we didn't, I didn't mention it. Gorgeist is ghost grass. Just throwing out the typings for people who want to know it. The variable stats for the different sizes is like a nightmare in terms of like balancing it, but also it's pretty cool because it gives you different options. On the surface, you might think small is the way to go because first stat small, second two stats big, (laughs) but they all actually have their own uses. And the super or the average might be the way to go, depending on what you're looking for. Depending on which one you have, you can win specific matchups. I think average Gorgeist beats Alolan Ninetales with Charm and super loses to it. So it's small matchups like that that may have you considering stuff. Sure. That's going to matter a lot when you get into like Sylph Cups and other limited metas. That's when you bring Fire Blast, right? No, under no circumstances will you ever bring Fire Blast. And this is perfect because the suggested move set currently is Hex, Seed Bomb, Shadow Ball. Don't ever bring Fire Blast. But it's, it's a little nine tails. But it's bad. You, you okay. probably won't even get to that Fire Blast before you're dead. <laughs> More than likely. And it'll just get shielded and then you just wasted so much energy. Yeah. Uh, for, so for some comparison... With a quick simulation on PV Poke, 24 wins, 34 losses against the Great League meta. It's not fantastic, but it's also not terrible either. But hang on. 
We said this is a ghost grass type, right? We're getting another ghost grass type in this event. And its name is Trevenant. Yeah, buddy. Trevenant has the exact same moveset, except Trevenant sh- gets Shadow Claw instead of Hex. So Shadow Claw, Seed Bomb, Shadow Ball. It's, it's good. Trevenant's record against Great League, 32 wins, 28 losses. Nice. He's, it's just objectively better. It's, it's the same it. Pokemon, except better. You don't have those literal one-to-ones very often. Mm-hmm. And so the, that just kind of tells you all you need to know right there. Save the trees, man. So what, what you're saying is, is that Pumpkaboo is less cool than Phantom. Yeah, I, I've, in I terms mean, of usability no, 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 no. And in terms of else. usability, yeah, less cool. In terms of design, Pumpkaboo is better than Phantom. Oh, I disagree, but we can talk about no, that no, in no, a minute. No. Pumpkaboo over Phantom, Trevenant over Gorgeist. Hmm. Okay. This is, oh, but this is a new ghost. It means I got to level it up. That's I gotta, true. I got to catch you, a whole lot of these. Okay. You you sure do. I'm excited to see uh, how easy it's going to be able to tell the different sizes apart, like from the overworld map too. I think you won't be able to at all. No, you don't think so? It'll, you think it'll be just like uh, you hop in and you'll see? I don't even know if you'll be able to hop in when you see. You may just have to catch it. No, the, the, it has to visually change. It has to. Does it though? I think I don't think there's a good way that they do this without it. Like okay. it could, it's just a scale factor. It's not a big deal. You know, it's not like they have to come up with a new design or something like that. It's just, is it bigger or smaller? And that's it. Maybe, maybe yeah. we'll have to see. All right. Well, anyway, uh, let's keep, let's keep the theme going here. Thank you, Kyle, by the way, appreciate you telling us that it's not worth our time. <laughs> um, but uh, let's keep talking about, new ghost type pokemon we're going to be talking for pokalore this week about phantom and trevenant phantom the stump pokemon and trevenant the elder tree pokemon first up is phantom phantom is a ghostly pokemon possessing a tree stump its black body is wispy with nubby arms covering its head is a small brown tree stump with a wavy branch on each side its red eyes are visible through two holes in the stump and its mouth appears on the stump itself There are two small green leaves near the tip of each branch. Brewing these leaves can create a curative liquid. That's some good tea. Phantom is created when a spirit possesses a tree stump. It is said that the spirit is that of a child who became lost in the forest and died. Oh, very family friendly. These Pokemon's cries sound like the voice of a child or eerie screams. Why can't they be one of the same? I don't understand. People have become lost following the voice, but Phantom is attempting to make friends. We all float down here. Phantom, along with its evolved form Trevenant, are the only known Pokemon capable of learning Forest's curse. It's, it's sad. It's rather sad. That's, but we're yeah. here for it. We're but here it's for a it. ghost yeah, Pokemon in Pokemon. What do you expect? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... The- this is the one that's like truly kid centric, which is why it's a little bit more scary. I mean, Drifloon would try to steal children and stuff like that. But this is like they're actually talking about legitimate death, which is just kind of a taboo topic for like a a, a IP geared towards children, I think. So I, I don't think it's as scary as other. I think it's sorry. I don't I don't, I don't think it's less scary or as scary as others. I think it's scarier, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but we're only halfway done. Trevenant. Trevenant is a ghostly Pokemon resembling a slender brown tree. Its shadowy black body is visible through gaps in the tree, and a single red eye is visible through a hole near the top. There is a wavy, horn-like branch on either side of its head, both dotted with small green leaves, and a smaller branch on its forehead. On top of its head is a cluster of green leaves. It has two arms with gnarled branches similar to its horns on the elbows. Around its wrists are cuffs of green leaves, and it has three claw-like fingers on each hand. Instead of legs, it has six roots similar to a spider's legs. Trevenant can control other trees by using its roots as a nervous system. It uses this ability to trap people who harm its forest and will curse people who cut down trees. Yeah, that's right. That's amazing. Get them. However, it is very kind to forest-dwelling creatures and Pokemon that reside in its body. Trevenant hates fire-type Pokemon, so Lumberjacks usually bring them to repel it. Along with its pre-evolved form, Phantump, Trevenant is the only Pokemon capable of learning Forest's curse. Like we said for Phantom, I suppose. That's pretty hardcore. Stats, max CP at 40 is 2559, nothing super special, and at 50, 2839. Sorry, 2893. I mean, I mean that says something, though. 2893 Ultra- is pretty good. Ultra League. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, you said it has a good record in Ultra League, so absolutely. And then the best move set, as Kyle had pointed out, Shadow Claw with Shadow Ball and Seed Bomb will be the uh, the way to go for sure. You said Pumpkaboo is cooler than Phantom. Yes, I think Pumpkaboo is a better design than Phantom. Hardcore disagree, man. No, Hardcore no, Pumpkaboo is is absolutely fantastic. It's a pumpkin cat. What is there not, not to like? I'm not saying I don't like Pumpkaboo. I'm just saying I think Phantom has excellent design. I think Trevenant is superior to Gorgeist as well. I mean, I just I disagree. I think there is very little to the design of Phantom, and I I, I like it, but it's not. I think Pumpkaboo is better. Trevenant, sure. fantastic, awesome Pokemon. Yeah, what a great Pokalore though. Can control other trees, like man. The Pokemon universe, you could pick any 10 Pokemon. You could make like a great RPG surrounding them. It's oh, just, you absolutely could. It's yeah. really, really cool. I just I like that it says it uses its roots as a nervous system mm-hmm. um, and it uses that to control other trees, like you said. But that's actually kind of kind of true to science to a degree. Trees communicate via their shared root systems and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's, that's it's neat. I just like the little touches of realism or inspired by reality we get to see in some of these entries for sure. But that's it. That's the Pokalore for Phantom and Trevenant, which means, Kyle, it's that time. It's Pokepole time. So last week's question was, let's pretend that Niantic has announced that a previously held Community Day is coming back next month. Which returning Pokemon would you like to see and why? All right. First one's from Triptando. They said, there's only one possible answer for me, and yes, it's Mudkip, but I have multiple reasons for it. I missed that day because of work. I would love to play three or six hours where only my favorite Pokemon ever spawns. Two, as mentioned in a previous Pokepole a couple weeks back, my number one hunt target is a Hundo Mudkip, and actually two of them. A community day increases my chance to that. Hard disagree. Hard disagree. <laughs> Just based on experience yes. alone. Yes. Oh, by the way, no Hundos this past community day either. I want to I go on record just right here. It's a great time. I've played every single community day except for Mudkip Day. I have gotten hundos on exactly one of them, and that's it. I've, I've never gotten another hundo 
at our community day, except for the Garchomp. Still ah. I'm still salty about it. <laughs> it shouldn't be. I'm, I'm a little bit salty. It's a lot of Pokemon caught. <laughs> Anyways, there's more. For battlers who don't have a Swampert yet for multiple leagues, this would give them the opportunity to catch some good PvP IVs. Every Pokemon will have to be featured at least once after the XL candy update. This would be the perfect opportunity for everyone to acquire some Mudkip candy XL. And five. This time, they could do another Mega Evolution release after Community Day, like with Mega Altaria in May this year, right after Swablu Community Day. Would make perfect sense to release Mega Swampert this time around. Another Pokepole, another Mudkip-focused answer by me. Mudkip all the way, baby. <laughs> I, I, I back all of these all of these suggestions here. It's important to stay on brand, yeah. so I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I couldn't disagree with any of these points. I think whether you were there for Mudkip Day or not, there is a big benefit, whether it's XL candy or just to get a good one in the first place. Uh, the next one is from Chelsea Squirtle Squad Squirtle. I wasn't playing then and I'm gutted. I missed it as Squirtle is my all time favorite. Mm-hmm. If not, then Ghastly. I don't think I appreciated it enough at the time. <laughs> Does that make you happy to hear Kyle? Somebody else appreciating Ghastly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Ghastly is a beloved Pokemon. I don't need to pretend that my favorite Pokemon is not a very popular one. Oh, it's not uh, about popularity. It's about usefulness though, too. I mean, yeah, that said Squirtle squad. I think they should do some events or something where they bring back other hats and stuff. And Squirtle squad should be one of them. Yeah. But remember, remember they kind of got in trouble. Didn't they get in trouble with, with the anime crew and, and, uh, uh, Pokemon International. I don't. I'm pretty sure I heard that. Did they? I they don't remember. I was not super. I was not super likeness. entrenched in everything at the time of Squirtle's Community Day, so maybe I missed it. But oh, hey. Our next response is from Carlo, and he said, "I would repeat a Community Day that still has an unreleased Mega form: Lavatar for Mega Tyranitar, Beldum for Mega Metagross, Trico for Mega Sceptile, Mudkip, Torchic." This is all I can think of at the moment, but any unreleased mega is a welcome as a community day, in my opinion. Oh, please don't re-release Trico as a community day. Oh, it's fine. If we can make a if we can make a case for Mudkip, there's room for Trico, dude. dude. Absolutely not. Mudkip is in a separate tier in terms of usability. And what about Torchic? You didn't say anything about Torchic. Yeah, Tor- Torchic's okay. Mega Blaziken is pretty awesome. I like Mega Sceptile. They just I, I do too, but like it's not as it's not as compelling. All right. That's a fair point. That said I can agree. That said, Mega Tyranitar of Mega Metagross, those will have entire events around that one thing. They will milk that for like three weeks worth of event. <laughs> you can guarantee it. Yes. Absolutely. This next one is from Just the Average Joe. I'd like a community day revisit cool. for Slack Off. But when it <laughs> evolves, it becomes a costume Vigoroth that can't evolve into a slacking. I think a Vigoroth-centric community day as the official launch back into regular play would be a neat idea. I know Vigoroth probably doesn't have too many moves that would make it better in PvP without being broken, but maybe they could add some more useful normal-type fast moves. Nah, that's out of the question. That that definitely is not going to happen. We've got Tackle, and you be happy with it, okay? (laughs) But but also normal. It's not a good type and go. It doesn't have the advantages that it... You know, 
Yeah. Otherwise, oh. would that said, Vigoroth's already like got a really good move set for PvP. So Vigoroth is competitive. He's great. Next response from Persephone Rose. They said, personally, I would love to have another Beldum Community Day. Not only because I missed it, but because it would be a great opportunity to introduce the Mega. It might be a nice idea to release Mega Metagross and then start releasing the Hoenn Starter Megas. Although it doesn't really matter which comes first. Sensing a trend that I, yeah, I, do, a, I do agree with. There's a lot of hope for Megas being released in Community Days. That I'm, Altaria I'm telling one you, must we, talked, we talked about this. Shuppet was the perfect no, I agree. answer I, for this month. I, I agree as for making a case for Shuppet for October Community Day, but as like an idea that the mm-hmm. ones that have megas, people would like to see those again, even though we've seen them, mm-hmm. is an interesting take. Uh, and it seems to be pervasive, yeah. so it's interesting. And there's a lot of megas, too. Like, there's still like 30 unreleased megas or something like that. Uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch. They they could keep pumping them out and not run out for a while. Mm-hmm. One a month. At, at this rate. At this rate, we're looking at more like six years to get all the megas out yeah if we got one a month which is a really good clip we wouldn't we wouldn't be done for almost three years and we're and we're not even at the one a month right now it's almost no. every three months now yeah it's crazy not good this next one is from mikey i want to see dratini get another community day for the very simple reason that converse and i had very bad shiny luck the first time around the weather was nasty we had some place to be and the spawns were plentiful for whatever reason I know Dratini has been featured in many events since then, but alas, no shinies. And besides, who can say no to Dratini XL candy? I agree on all points. Yeah, yeah. I have those shinies and I still feel the same way. Yeah, I do have the shinies, although there was that one event back in May where just Dratini was like the only thing spawning. (laughs) What was that? I cannot remember. It was when they released Gumi. I just don't remember what the featured event like was. But I do remember that we all sat down for the fireplace before Swablu Community Day, and I swapped 100 Dratini with Tyler while we were sitting mm-hmm. there. So mm-hmm. <laughs> too many Dratini for me. Understood. Wait, did you get a hundo? No, I did not. You do not have a hundo Dragonite yet? No, I do not. We've been... Oh, look. I have... At least three lucky Dratini, and they are not even close to Hundos. Oh, man. I, I lied, man. actually. One of them is a 14, 14, 15. Okay. All right. It's not a Hundo. <laughs> I'm sitting on two, buddy. I know you are. And they're both double moved, buddy. Look, look, we've already been over this. I have like 19 <laughs> Hundos total, and the only one that's remotely usable is an Entei. Last response was from Cress, and they said, I think Squirtle Squad would definitely make everybody happy. It was such a special event and surprised that they haven't repeated it as they've repeated everything else many times over. If they made a whole weekend of it, that'd be Cherubi on the cake. <laughs> Some more love for Squirtle Squad Squirtle, huh? Of course. Just give yeah. them the proper glasses. <laughs> I Yeah, yeah. If they could get permission and get the proper glasses, I think we would all be thrilled. Absolutely thrilled. But only if it can also evolve all the way up into Blastoise. Yes, yes. So this week's Pokepole is, which Pokemon would you choose to ride into glorious combat and why? There are too many right answers. There are there are many, many uh, right answers. Yep. I, do, you, do you have any any suggestions, any ideas I, already? I, I think I do. And this, one, this one's like, I, do, I mean, I could probably find a dozen if I actually went through it. But 
This one, it's too natural to not for me. Is it Rapidash? It's not Rapidash. Is it Arcanine? It is not Arcanine. Okay. Spectrier. Oh! It's, it's a horse, and it's a ghost. Like, it's fantastic. I love it. Hmm. All right. And, and that's it. It's, 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 good, it's good Pokemon, and uh, it's perfect for riding into battle. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Good answer. I like how you're just like the reasoning is well because yep. <laughs> it just it just fits. It's a horse. Well, give me a crown and call me Calyrex. What else you gonna ride? What else you gonna ride? Battle? Like I don't know. I gave you natural. two. The first two things I thought of honestly were Rapidash and Arcanine, and, and one of the two of them was a horse, and the yeah, other no, is just a four-legged animal. That's why I'm agreeing with you. I want someone to say like Sandaconda. What? No, That'd where would you even sit on a sandaconda? I don't know. You on get its nose. twisted up, you get like like squished up in its spiraling body, like right away. That's a How terrible even move. idea. Like it just uh, by by sheer will and spite, like the rest of us, right? Isn't right. that all of us? They don't, what's don't your, answer what's that your question. Answer? I'm not entirely sure, man. I just have so many ideas bouncing around in my head. Like, because I was thinking, like, a Pidgeot would be pretty awesome, but like, why stop there? Why not a legendary bird? um maybe maybe i could get okay here's what we're gonna do i'm gonna get mewtwo to wear like a baby harness and i can sit in the baby harness in front <laughs> okay like a big one okay yeah yeah or snorlax from let's go pikachu and eevee where i have to just like hold on yeah, to his chest to- <laughs> yeah and he just like runs i kind of like that that'd be kind of cool oh my god that'd be kind of cool but anyway if you dear listener have an answer to this week's pokeball question uh, which is, which Pokemon would you choose to ride into glorious combat and why? You can answer the question when we post it on Twitter. Or if you're a patron, we have an entire uh, Discord channel dedicated to it uh, in our patron Discord. You can also send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. Or you could send us an email to mail com. Before we get to any mail-related content or otherwise, we are going to pass it on over to fish and DeFi e for this week's pvp corner segment and what are they covering this week well i took a look at their outline and they're covering a whole bunch of stuff open gl halloween cup lunar cup and there's even some more mailbag goodness in there as well so buckle up it's going to be a great segment see you on the other side hi i'm fish on and I'm DeFi250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that dresses up like Chris and Kyle for Halloween. DeFi, what's going on in PvP right now? Alright, well let's take a look at Go Battle League first. The Little Jungle Cup is a meta of the past. We are now in Open Great League. It is Tuesday, so I have had it for exactly one day, and I've done exactly one set. I went 2-3, so it is too early to tell for me. How about you? Uh, I've done a few sets, uh, wildly differing results. I keep getting four ones and then one fours and then a five Oh, and then an Oh five. Like, and it's like alternate as well. (laughs) It's like, it keeps going one after the other. So I don't know why that is. The only explanation I can come up with is it's GBL. It'll happen. GBL will, it will happen. So it's early. So we have a plenty of time it goes until october 25th for the open great league meta to kind of work on our teams and figure out what we want to do 
Although we do have another meta coming through, we have from October 15th to November 2nd, so it will be starting up very soon, is the Halloween Cup. For the Halloween Cup in Go Battle League, it's a great league cup, so Pokemon must be at or below 1500 CP to enter, and the only restrictions are that only Poison, Bug, Ghost, Dark, and Fairy-type Pokemon are permitted. There are no individual bans. So it is just those five types. So be ready. We will talk more about that Halloween Cup next week. Is there anything, Fish, that you wanted to point out about it before we move on? Um, just a, a few things that I've heard. Like, we, we all know Azumarill is going to be big. I've also heard Mandibuzz and Jellicent will be pretty big. And for that reason, Galvantula should also put in a good showing. Uh, so, like, anything that you can think of that will beat Mandy, Jellicent, and Azumarill, I think, will do pretty well. Again, haven't looked too deep into it at this stage. I will have more info for you next week. All right. Speaking on things coming up, we got some recent news. Week one of the Halloween event is fast approaching. Fish, for PvP specifically, what are some Pokemon that people should be on the lookout for for week one of the Halloween event? Well, like I always say, any Pokemon can be good for PvP if you want it to be, but if you want to look for the most commonly good and and, uh, most commonly used Pokemon, then Pokemon that I would aim for are Zubat, because Golbat can make a fantastic grass counter and an almost as good fighting counter. Ghastly, we all know what Haunter can do with Shadow Claw, Shadow Punch, Shadow Ball. And Gengar as well, if it's got the Community Day Shadow Punch. Drowsy can evolve into Hypno. Stunky for Skun Tank. And your Mask can become Cofagrigus, which is a really nice bulky ghost Pokemon. In Raids, we've got Galarian Slowpoke now, which has a really nice unique typing when evolved into Galarian Slow Bro or Slow King now, I believe is, is in the game or coming soon, something like that. Scraggy uh, for Scrafty, your mask again. Alolan Raichu is uh, kind of a forgotten anti-meta pick. Sableye, of course, Driftblim, and Altered Form Giratina for your Ultra League in particular. Out of eggs, not great. Uh, The best things I could see there are um, Spinarak for Ariados, Galarian, your mask, um, Runagrigus is an interesting one that I would like to see, like like to test out at some point. And uh, Golit is on my mind at the moment because I'm using Golurk in my Lunar Cup team. So maybe that's one that you could aim for as well. Finally, we have in the research, the ones you want to aim for are Zubat, Drowsy, and Drifblim. All right. Very cool. I'm excited. I love spooky season. I love the end of October. The Halloween event is always so great. I love that it's divided up into two parts. And I'm excited to chase after some of these Pokemon. Scraggy is a big one that I am looking for. Mm -hmm. And I'm still looking for a perfect Ghastly. It's just 100% IV. I want to be able to max it out and mega evolve it. A Shundo would be amazing. It would. All right, moving on to our self-check-in, we have the Lunar Cup. I won my first two <laughs> battles. I'm 2-0. and oh. I feel like I should retire here at the top. <laughs> uh, 
I'm doing great, even though I did not practice much at all. And I do regret not practicing as much as I should have. And when I made my team, I put in Kofagrigus. I'm not sold on it. What have you heard about Kofagrigus? It's it's kind of bulky. It does okay. But I feel like with Shadow Claw to Shadow Ball, it just it feels like it takes so long compared to the other Pokemon on my team. Yeah, and it also struggles because pretty much every single team in the world has some sort of dark type on it, and some have multiple dark types. So Kofagrigus does not do particularly well against the dark types. It's great that it's bulky because this is such a glassy meta, so having bulk on your team can really help you uh, be able to save your shields for those glassier Pokemon. But yeah, if you get it matched up against a dark Pokemon, then you know, you're know you in for a hard time. Another thing to check in with Sylph is that this faction cycle has wrapped up. I'm excited to hear what is happening next. But just a really quick reflection, I am on a factions team with my girls that PvP. So it's an all girls team. And we're the queen bees. And I did awesome. I'm really proud of how I did with my team. I went 15 and 6. I was the dungeon meta specialist. So I did that all seven bouts. And I ended actually on two sweeps back to back. I had two three O's back to back in the end. So I'm super proud. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really proud. I love battling with my team and I'm excited to hear about what we're going to do next cycle. So next up, we... But we made a promise that we would cover these this week. Last week, we had our uh, kind of one-year anniversary mailbag, and we had a lot of overflow from people from the Pallet Town PvP community. Uh, if you want to check out the Pallet Town PvP community, click on the More Fish link in the show notes. Um, and yeah, today we are going to cover those questions, uh, a lot more lighthearted questions that the people there had. The first ones come from Greninja Muffin. Greninja Muffin had several questions for us. So let's start off with one from a little while ago where they told us about Oshawott Community Day. And they say, I had a great Oshawott Community Day. I got the rank one for Great Lead, the rank three and 34 for Ultra League, and the rank 15 Duat for Little Cup. I have really only been playing Great League. And because I have the Ultra League rank three, I feel obligated to use it. Any ideas for a team? As long as it doesn't need XL, I will be okay. Any tips for a Great League Samurott team are also greatly appreciated. Thanks, Greninja Muffin. Well, looking at Oshawott, its weaknesses being a straight water Pokemon are electric and grass. So unfortunately, there's no single typing that beats both of those types. So what I kind of looked at was a grass Pokemon that can beat other grass Pokemon as a core with it. So something like Tropius which is a grass Pokemon, so it can do well against the electrics, but it also has those flying moves to beat other grasses. Uh, Superior has the Aerial Ace to, to challenge other grasses. Venusaur with Sludge Bomb. A Bomber Snow is usually very good against other grasses. And I did also throw in maybe Toxicroak, because it, it can beat the grasses, but it's pretty glassy, so you know it still doesn't want to get hit by a Frenzy Plant. Greninja Muffin had a couple other questions, and the first one, Fish, <laughs> they asked, do you or DeFi have any pets? And if so, what pets? Fish, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I mean, you could talk for a long time. 
I could talk for so long about Misty, the German Shepherd mix that we adopted and rescued from a shelter. I love her so much. Actually, the way I talk about her reminds me of the main series games. In the main series games, in order to get the bike voucher, at least in red, blue, yellow, and Kanto, you had to talk to the Pokemon fan club chairman, and he would just rave about his Rapidash. This Pokemon fan club chairman would say, listen up, my favorite Rapidash. It's cute, lovely, smart, plus amazing. Oh, you think so? Yes, it's stunning, kindly. I love it. I hug it when it's sleeping and it's warm and cuddly and spectacular and ravishing. And that's how I talk about my dog, Misty. I love her so much. (laughs) She's brought me so much joy and just made me very, very happy that I went with an adoption, a rescue, Mm -hmm. um, and that we found her. Uh, Yeah, and... I don't personally have any pets, but my partner has a dog named Bundy, who is like a Dalmatian something, something, um, cross with the staff, I think. Uh, Yeah, something like that. And I've never been much of an animal guy, but I have fallen in love with this little guy because he's he's, he's very derpy, (laughs) is the word that I'd use to describe him. He's, He's dumb, but very excitable. So, like, whenever I, I come over, he'll just dive headfirst into the couch and then kind of sit at attention, waiting for me to pat him. And when he does, you can kind of see his his uh, face just kind of go, oh, oh, yeah, that's, that's the spot. The human race doesn't deserve dogs. <laughs> All right, and the last question from Greninja Muffin. Also, if you had to have one Pokemon on your team for Great League, Ultra League, and Master League, what would it be? Please have it not be Swampert or Melmetal. Hmm. I guess those two options were obvious fish, but (laughs) they're good choices. They work so well in all three leagues. My immediate thoughts went to Mew, because Mew is very much viable in Great Ultra and Master. Also, Lugia and Dragonite are pretty good picks. Is there anything that stands out to you? Could I get like a Great League Dialga? (laughs) No. (laughs) It's too powerful. (laughs) I mean, it wouldn't be uber dominant in Great League because you've got Azumarill and you've got Galarian Stunfisk, which would both be pretty good against it. So in fact, even, you know what, even if I could get a Great League Dialga, I probably wouldn't want it. I mean, it'd be good for, you know, certain arena metas, but it would probably be banned a lot. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to instead pick... Giratina O. In Great League? Yeah, why not? I'm trying to think of just yeah. Master League Pokemon that I want to see in Great League. Or or Giratina Altered. I'd like to see Ooh, a, an legs. altered Giratina. Yeah, with uh I'd like to see a Giratina altered in Great League. See how that goes. Ooh. Snorlax would be good too. That's one that's more realistic. <laughs> you could get a Snorlax into Great Ultra and Master. There was Just nothing fine. in this question that said it had to be realistic. I mean... Arceus. You're not wrong. <laughs> All right, next question came from Lily Bear. Lily Bear says, if you were born as a Pokemon instead of a human, what Pokemon would you be? Well, that is a tough one, but I guess if I had to pick one, I'd probably go Scraggy because I'm constantly, like, I, I, can, I, can, be a, I can be pretty stubborn, pretty, pretty headstrong, just banging my head against the wall until I get something <laughs> get something done just always always diving into things head first leading leading with my head 
man, when I read this question, the first thing I thought to do was go take a BuzzFeed quiz. <laughs> and BuzzFeed told me that I'm a Blastoise. But then I took a Nintendo quiz based on Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. And that said that I'd be a fire type, like Torchic or like Cyndaquil or Charmander. So now I'm conflicted. <laughs> so I don't really know. Um, I think I want to be a Snorlax because Snorlax gets to sleep a lot. And I don't. And I just I envy Snorlax. So I think I think that's what I would do. So you took the BuzzFeed quiz, you took the Nintendo quiz, and then you're like, screw you guys. I'm going in my own direction. Exactly. I just want to sleep. <laughs> Next question is from LF Kamala, who says, DeFi, if you had to change one thing about your co-host, what would it be and why? This is tough. <laughs> Well, as in like just picking one thing is tough? No. <laughs> so I mentioned it on the podcast before and I've told Fish plenty of times. There, Fish is the ideal co-host for me. I wouldn't want to make PvP Corner with anyone else. I would probably say just to have you not be in Australia <laughs> or be in a financial position that you could travel more would be nice. <laughs> like it'd be nice. We've done this for over a year and we've never met never in seen person, each other. which is yeah. a we- We've never seen each other in person. That's kind of a weird thing to think about. Yeah, um, I've been seeing you and the other mods kind of organizing get-togethers, and I'm just here like, yeah, cool, I guess I'll just keep uh, keep doing my PV poke sims. So I guess that would be the main thing. It'd be nice to be able to visit and do like a live PvP corner section, but that's not going to happen unless you leave Australia, probably. I'll work on it. LF Kamala also had a question for Fish. They ask, if you had to change one thing about yourself, what would it be? <laughs> um, um, apart from the, uh, well, see, I, I was about to say, like, oh, yeah, I'd like to be in America so I could uh, meet the other GoCast personnel in person, but I like Australia. This is a nice country. And I feel like it's part of who you are, is, like, being Australian, so... Guaranteed, I would not be as well liked if I were American. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess if I could uh, change one thing about myself, I would probably give myself laser beams. That's (laughs) good. (laughs) I could have it like coming out of cannons in my back like Blastoise. I like it. He also asks, why is Durant the best Pokemon for Jungle Cup slash Lunar Cup? Uh, LF Kamala is one of the, we call them the government in Pallet Town. He's, he's one of the head decision makers. He's been with us uh, since almost the beginning, and he brings up Durant a lot. Durant is his favorite Pokemon, and he is constantly bugging me to incorporate Durant into some of my content, and I'm looking for an opportunity to do so. It hasn't happened yet. It could, though, because for Little Jungle Cup, there was no way Durant would work. The only redeeming quality was that it beats Cottony and Chansey, but overall, it was very, very poor. But Lunar Cup, in Lunar Cup, you could make Durant work. It has a lot of big wins. Do you think you could make Durant work for Lunar Cup? Maybe, but I've already kind of settled on my team, and I, I don't like to change it up once I start battling in in tournaments because you know that uh stops me from really getting the hang of the capabilities of my team and and whatnot i've I've talked about it before but yeah like if i if this question had come like two weeks earlier then i could have 
giving it a go. Maybe Durant in Halloween Cup. Yeah, yeah, I could take a look at that. I mean, it beats Alolan Ninetales, it beats Skunk Tank, it beats Venusaur, it loses to a lot of stuff, but <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe as a meme team you could make it work. I mean, Meme Team Monday is probably where it's most likely to show up. All right. And the final question from LF Kamala. If you could make Dunsparce good by giving it two moves it learns in the main series, what would it be? First, you got to look at what its current moveset is. So Dunsparce can learn Bite or Astonish, Bite being the better fast move of the two. And its charge moves are Dig, Drill Run, and Rock Slide. My first instinct is to go with Body Slam as a charge move. It would be Stab, so same type attack bonus for being a normal type move. But Dunsparce needs a good fast move, but I'm not really sure which one. What do you think, Fish? Uh, well, when I looked it up, two moves stood out to me. Mud Slap and Hex. So Mud Slap is, I believe it has the same stats as Waterfall. So it's uh, a three-turn move. It's pretty high damage, kind of below average energy, but I think it would do a little better than Bite. Um, Hex, I think, would be extremely interesting because it's already got, I think, fantastic charge moves in Drill Run and Rock Slide. Hex would enable you to get to each of those moves in, what is it, Uh, 12 turns? So four hexes to get to each of those moves, and uh, I think it would basically just be a better version of normal cast form. All right, and when I was looking it up, Dunsparce knows a bunch of dragon moves. Like, Dunsparce can learn things like Dragon Rush, I'm pretty sure, in the most recent generation. So when are we going to get dragon-type Dunsparce? When are we going to get a dragon evolution, a dragon regional of Dunsparce, and then just give it something like crazy like Dragon Rush? Yeah, the, the people want it. The, the people have been crying out for it. Got to show Dunsparce some love. One more thing I did notice is that it can learn the move Agility. How is Dunsparce using Agility? Is it a fast Pokemon? <laughs> I don't. I'm not even sure how it moves. I'm not not even sure it can move. I think, I think Dunsparce is just stuck where it's born for its whole life. But it's got those itty bitty wings that are so cute. I f- maybe it used to be able to fly and move around. I want to know more. I want a game that explores. I want. I don't want Legends Arceus. I want Legends Dunsparce. Dunsparce. <laughs> Night. <laughs> Make it happen. Nintendo, make it happen. It's what the people want. Um, Last question comes from Stabber8, and they say, for both Fish and myself, do you prefer a defensive, bulky, constricting battle style or an aggressive, glass cannon-y battling style? I mean, for me, it's glass cannons all the way. My favorite Pokemon to PvP with is Frostlass, and it is the definition of a glass cannon. Lately, I've really loved Galvantula, and it fits that same kind of mold. It does a ton of damage, but just cannot take a punch. So you really have to depend on baiting and timing your switches. And I think that's a lot more fun for me. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, If I had to pick a style, I tend to, to jump around a lot, but... Probably I lean towards the bulkier side of things. Most often I tend to have like a couple of bulky Pokemon and then one glassy Pokemon 
that that can be the one I reserve my shields for. Um, but yeah, I, I do have a lot of variety in the way I battle. I do tend to hold off on using my shields a lot more than I probably should. So that kind of leans itself towards a bulkier playstyle. All right, and that's all the questions. Thank you so much to the Pallet Town PvP community for sending us all of those questions and all of that love, especially now that we're just wrapping up our one year <laughs> anniversary of doing this podcast. Still can't believe it. Don't know how time works, but somehow. Well, clearly not, because we made our anniversary episode go two weeks. I guess. <laughs> but we love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for Fisher myself, we always love to hear from you. We love answering questions. So please direct your feedback to mail at gocastpodcast.com. Also in the show description, you can click on more fish or more DeFi to take you to our other projects and other ways to contact us. And thank you again so much, everyone. And we'll see you next week. Thanks a ton, Fish and DeFi-E. Another wonderful segment of the PvP Corner. Thank you so much. Here's to uh, a happy anniversary and one week. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're into our second to last section of the show. Kyle, would you do the honors, please? It's the it's the email section. That's true. And zero voicemails this week. All right. The first email this week is from George. They said, hi, Chris and Kyle. How are you guys? How are you, Kyle? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Well, George said that they were hope that we were doing well. So could you change that to doing well? Uh, you know, I guess t- grammatically it is correct to say doing well. So, OK. All I'm right. Doing well. Doing good is what Superman does. <laughs> absolutely that's right wow way to go i just had a flashback to an english class sometime in my life <laughs> thank you my answer to the pokeball question is larvitar mainly because i only got one during that june community back in 2018 and i still only have the only Ooh. one i also feel that Titar needs a revamping so niantic could use this opportunity to give it a good move that will make it extraordinary as a mega also those candies xl other good candidates would be Abra, Beldum, Ralts, mostly because of those candies excel as well. Sorry, Kyle, but I don't think Mudkip will get another CD anytime soon. I think it's more likely that Mega Swampert comes out before that. Ooh, 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 ooh nice. That's a that's a swing. It's a swing at, at y'all, apparently. I also had a couple of questions for you guys. One, would you ever consider doing meetups in other parts of the country, similar to whenever you guys recently played uh, a recent community day in Indianapolis. We did GoFest in Indianapolis, actually. I would love to play with you guys for a community day or something in the future in my area, which is the Dallas slash North Texas area. All right. Well, to answer that question, uh, Kyle and I would consider doing meetups once we're able to travel consistently again. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be against mm-hmm. it. I mm-hmm. have some friends that live in Dallas and I, I do intend to meet them, meet up with them actually uh, when I get a chance to. So, we could hook up at that point in time. We'll see. Two, I'm on level 46, and pretty soon I will have to power up three Pokemon to level 50. What should I max out? I have enough candies for XL for Garchomp, Roserade Superior, and Melmetal. I only have enough candies XL for one of each. I say one of each because I have two level 40, 100% IV Garchomp. Oh my gosh. 
one with earth power and one with earthquake both of them have mud shot and outrage as well and both of them are best buddies nice i would love to be able to power up both of them now but i can't i have two rosa raids also one 100 with grass moves and one 98 with poison moves i think they both have fire weather ball oh nice again i can only do one i have a 100 iv level 40 superior with frenzy plants i know that superior is not that good and the Mel Metal is 93% at $24.95 that I use in Ultra League. Not sure if I want to keep him there or max him out. So I guess my question is, after all of that convoluted information, which Garchomp and which Roserade should I max out? And should I do Superior or Mel Metal? Thanks for the great show. Shiny vibes. Oh. All right. The level of question. Well, mm-hmm. d- definitely Earth Power Garchomp. Yep. That that is a, a given for sure. I would definitely do that one. Mm-hmm. I would catch another Mel Metal and level that up since you don't want to mess up your Ultra League Mel Metal or mm-hmm. find a replacement for your Ultra League Mel Metal, I suppose, if you want more ideal IVs. Mel Metal is also a gimme because it's just so easy to get the XL. You can do it in a week approximately. As for the remaining two, I just wouldn't personally. Oh, come on. I, I, I would wait for another community day that had one that was worth it. And then I would go hard and make sure I got the XL for it. I would choose Superior over Roserade. I I mean, I'm going to disagree if I'm going to have to give an answer and definitely pick Roserade. The Hundo with the grass moves because Roserade is like top two non-shadow grass type so i like superior because i can learn aerial ace and so i use it in ultra league but i suppose the question is that you are maxing it out so in that case uh yeah kyle's kyle's suggestion is probably better i just prefer superior and i think putting that much dust into a roserade is just sinful <laughs> i mean no come on roserade is a good pokemon again. i know i just only use my poison ones so but in terms of usability, Roserade, definitely sure the most useful of the two. Level them up, but don't ruin your PvP Mel Metal. Yeah. I think that's a good that's a good summary. All right, thanks for the email. Really appreciate it. Next email is from Kelvin, and he said, "Hey, out of seven, how are you guys this week? Six. You're a six. All right, I'm a five. Yep." I'm super stoked for Liverpool Safari Zone this weekend. I might even listen whilst playing. Not sure my girlfriend will appreciate, but you've (laughs) got to do what you got to do. You got two earbuds. Shiny vibes to everyone playing, but matters. I think he he said something about work being more important than me or something like that. I don't know. I I think on the Discord, Kelvin tried to entice matters out to to play with some beer. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Anyway, this week I have had I've had an idea and yes, it hurt. So over the Christmas break, we should totally do a, a Poke Olympics. I think it's Pokemon Olympics. Yeah, I know, but I, I changed it to a better name. Okay. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> Poke Olympics. I like all it. Right. It's okay. People could sign up and play different Pokemon games and earn points for the winner to become the undisputed greatest Pokemon master. Even better than Leon. Leon's still using a Charizard in Gen 8. Okay. Yeah, but it can Gigantamax, bro. uh, Yeah, and if he goes out on Stealth Rocks, he loses half his HP. (laughs) Leave the guy alone. (laughs) 
look, a couple of pointy rocks and you you're down on your knees. Come on. <laughs> okay. Anyways, back to the email. We could have a PvP tournament on go for the first round. Second round would be night, then sword and shield battles, followed by brilliant diamond and shining pearl battles. Maybe even a snap off to see who can get the most score on a certain course. What other events would you add? And how can we make this happen? I'll have to I'll have to think about that. Wow, I got some feelings about it, but y'all have to think about it. Yeah. Next up, I wanted to comment on your book, Ghost Normal Pokemon. Brilliant idea, but instead of the page of the first evolution, I'd have it as a scroll. But its biggest enemy in the wild would be Leakless Farfetched. <laughs> and as it levels up, it gains more pages, which contain spells slash moves, which it learns. Oh, I like it. That's good. It's good. Hmm. I am a fan. Game Freak, make this Pokemon real. It is. It's so good. It's so good. You gotta. Uh, you should make some concept art <laughs> and send it in. Uh, finally, and totally unrelated to Pokemon, I've recently started playing D anD D with my friends about six months ago. Yes, and we we're still on the first campaign. Oh, don't worry. That's gonna take like five years. <laughs> I had no clue to play, so. My character is an Arcocra Bard. I think that's, I that's, that's like right. the bird people type race thing. If so, that's awesome. I, I think that's like the one that WoW stole their, that, that race from. Okay. But we had quite a big gap the last few weeks, so I had a genius idea for my bardic inspiration. On Spotify, there's a genre called Bardcore, <laughs> which is modern songs in the style, in the style of a bard. So I made a song with that as a backing track and made a music video in my owl mask and then sent it to the other players during a battle. I used the Bardic classic song, WAP, and my chorus was man-sized chicken instead. <laughs> okay. The rest of the lyrics I made are not safe for the podcast, so I won't post them, but the DM gave everyone a bonus because it was magnificent. That's fantastic. That is. That's, that is. that's how you That's how you D&D. That's, Some that's of the best D &D. stories ever come out of D and D campaigns, and it's always a bard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, have a good one. Kelv drinks custard. Resident average player, snapmaster, and never veteran again. <laughs> okay. Have I ever told you? I used to play D and D with a lot of my buddies in high school and things like that. And we had one guy who wanted to multiclass really badly, and so he multiclassed as a bard and a barbarian okay and just simply wrote at the top of his character sheet barbarian oh my god and his intelligence his charisma score was really high but his intelligence score was was under the seven or whatever is required to actually speak oh so he couldn't communicate so yeah he would do his songs and he would just be like it was a gift. Okay, it that's, good. A that's, gift. Good. that's a good commitment to most. A lot of games would be like, no, you can't go below seven. Your character. Uh, no, 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 but no. That's, you, that's good. you just have to let it happen. It's like when somebody wants to do something crazy and they roll a nat 20. And you're like, well, I guess you did it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Thanks so much for your email. Kelp drinks custard. We'll have to talk about them. Poke Olympics or poke Olympics. Uh, and get back to you. That's a lot of games, though. Wow, wow, wow. Could be fun. Well, anyway, if you, dear listener, would like to send us an email like these fine folks did, you can send it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. If you'd like to send us a voicemail instead, you could also do that. That's 
586-7717. Send it on over and we'll play the recording live on the show and react and all that good stuff. The website for all things GoCast is GoCastPodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at GoCastPodcast, our most active social media account, bar none. The other ones exist. Don't go looking for them. I don't post on them. (laughs) You can support our show monetarily and get access to the patron discord via Patreon. That's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash GoCastPodcast. And speaking of patrons, shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons, Cyprian Bo, Daniel, Zekwalker, Andrew, Chad, Robert, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Ben, Marvin and Mimi, Sports, Thayer, Jason and Charles. Thank you so much for your generous support and for helping us keep uh, the digital lights on. Much appreciated. Uh, but if monetary support is not in the cards for you or it's not something you're interested in doing and you still want to help support the show, you absolutely can, and it's free and takes you just a few moments to leave us a review on whatever listening service you might be listening on that also has review infrastructure looking at you, Google Podcasts, and looking at you much harder, Spotify. My goodness. I wonder I wonder if they're aware that I complained about that at the end of our podcast every single time. Do you think somebody at Spotify listens to the show and <laughs> no, knows? Probably not. Uh, man, I need to send them a letter I'm, and then I'm just like sure hypercut. That, I'm sure they probably listen to other podcasts and those podcasts probably do mention everyone. Yeah, in a while, we though. can't be the only ones, right? Because Spotify. OK, I, I was about to get into some inside podcast stuff for just a second there. I'd rather not. But they're taking the first place in like most used podcast providers. How do you not have reviews? Come on. I'm shaking the cage right now. All right. Enough of that. Mr. Kyle, it's goal time. And it's Safari Zone. Not that we know what that means. Mm, I mean, I do. I do know <laughs> what it means now. Okay. All right. What does it mean? Uh, I mean, it's it's not worth me listing off. Nothing impactful. Okay. There are mudkip spawning. Does that count? Oh, that's good for you. Yeah, there are mudkip spawning, and that's that's, that's awesome. The most, most exciting thing that All right. there could be. There's also relicanth, I guess. But whatever. We've already what, got a lot of those. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how invested I'm going to end up being in playing, but probably let's say, let's say six shinies. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's get, let's say six shinies. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You know, whatever. Let's set the unrealistic goal of getting to my 11 million experience. So that's like 600 and something thousand. So level 44. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess we're supposed to have a special research, right? Make sure I get that done for the event. It shouldn't really be that hard, but can't think of anything else that's happening right now. So level 44, six shinies. Give me like a, are you going to hatch some eggs this weekend or? Uh, uh, You probably will will start tomorrow, right? Yeah. Okay. Let me see. Let me see what my eggs are at. Hang on before I I make a, a stance on this. How many I've already done this week. Please scroll. Okay. I have done, uh, I have done 15 eggs this week. Let's go for 50. I'm going to assume we're going to be walking. I'm going to assume we're going to be walking. That sounds good to me, man. Okay, so six shinies, level 44, and 50 eggs. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right. For myself, six shinies as well. I had originally put a lower number, but I'm not going to try to overshoot (laughs) you because that is a good number, I think. 25 kilometers on my my, uh, Adventure Sync summary, 500,000 experience, 200,000 stardust, and 50 eggs as well. I had wrote 50 eggs on the wrong line, then I crossed it out, and then you said 50 eggs, and I got really frustrated with <laughs> nice. myself for a hot second. 
anyway. You need uh, to do like a scan of the entire book page by page <laughs> to, to make a PDF out I, of it. I also believe that some of our some of our goals are in another book somewhere. Ah. Prior to this. I have to see too bad I don't put dates on these, but um I on on one of these first pages it's written hippo potatoes. Okay, that's very um, old though. That is that is like episode thirty oh, or something. My God, on page two is my brainstorming session for five hundred raids of summer. Oh my God! Goodness gracious! Okay, I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna close this. <laughs> yeah, so that sounds about right. That's probably like episode forty somewhere, somewhere in that ballpark. Then ish. Yeah, it's it's a lot of episodes. Anyway, speaking of a lot of episodes, this is the end of this one, and we'll see you next week for episode one sixty six. Good luck at the beginning of the Halloween event. Hatch lots of seven Ks. If you are participating in Liverpool Safari Zone this weekend, best of luck to you, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.